Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cloud Wars Live. We're digging into the digital revolution and the incredible impact that it's having on our lives at work, at home, in between, and just all around the world. Quite extraordinary these days. And we're delighted to have as our guest today, the Senior Vice President of Marketing and Cloud Go-To-Market, Monica Kumar from Nutanix. Monica, welcome to Cloud Wars Live. It's great to have you. Hi, Bob. I'm so happy to be here. You know, you and I have known each other for years and years and years. And to finally be on your show, I couldn't be more excited. <laughs> Monica, that is wonderful. And it seems like uh, a pretty good mood for you, right? You said you had had a, a real nice virtual celebration at work here. Yes. Yes, we are celebrating Diwali, the festival of lights, as you know. You know, I, I come from India and this is all about family, community, lots of great food lots of celebrations, the little lamps, the diyas that we light up. So we just had an amazing celebration at work. Yeah, uh, That's great. That is great. Perfect, perfect uh, atmosphere for this, Monica. And I tell you, you know, it's uh, the things in this business world and, you know, the things that Nutanix and others are doing in the cloud, it's really extraordinary. And I was thinking about it today, right? You know, you've helped to drive this new strategy at Nutanix. And I think it's interesting, right? A couple of years ago, we all heard about hybrid cloud, and then there was multi-cloud, and everybody finally was getting the hang of those, and now you've got this idea for hybrid multi-cloud. So I was wondering, mind if you could give us a little bit idea of what that's about and the role that Nutanix is playing in this new area. Absolutely. This is a topic near and dear to my heart. <laughs> I think the one thing we all can agree on is that you know cloud has become a critical enabling technology for rapid growth and innovation. And more so during the pandemic that has come to the forefront, you know, front and center. Now, you know, is it hybrid, multi, hybrid, multi-cloud, whatever? I think that's the, the topic we're here to discuss. The point is cloud is not just a nice to have, it's become an imperative and must have for innovation and for thriving in the digital economy. In fact, we look at a lot of, you know, data around this. And it's not just a technology for, uh, you know, IT teams anymore or CIOs. It's become a technology for CEOs. We are looking at data where you know almost 80% of CXOs are looking to cloud to speed up innovation, yeah. for risk mitigation, uh, for achieving corporate growth goals. And then we have data that we see the challenges that are out there with adoption of cloud computing because you know, not um, customers want the right cloud for the right workload. So for example, 54% of existing workloads expected to still stay on premises by 2022. You know, there's a research that says that, I mean, you can find a number of research, right? According to Gartner, about 75% of the people they surveyed revealed that mid-size and large enterprises are moving to hybrid and multi-cloud. And 81% of public cloud users are using more than two clouds, right? So if you think about all of that, I believe the industry is at an inflection point. Yeah. The organizations are grappling with this, you know, complexity of running and managing multiple clouds and managing hybrid solutions across multiple cloud. So that's why we coined this term, uh, you know, called hybrid multi-cloud computing, which yeah. is really, you know, we, we refer to the, the ability to, to deploy and manage and run across multiple clouds in a connected fashion to on-prem as this notion of hybrid multi-cloud. And NetNet, we believe it's an operating model. It's not about a destination. You could be using the cloud operating model on-prem in different public clouds, in managed service provider clouds, for example. And one last point I'd make is, if you think about it, what is driving this adoption of multiple clouds? It's really the compliance and regulations, right? A legacy business applications, what happens to them? Cost, also cloud skill set. 
So as you start thinking about all that and the fact that no one cloud can be the end all be all for every organization, you know, you are thinking about hybrid multi-cloud operating model. Yeah, and and Monica, the, you've mentioned it a couple of times, the speed at which business is moving now and the change happens within organizations and new uh, expectations from customers and just, uh, you know, this constant sense, it's not trying to perfect what we've done in the past, right? But it's how do you prepare for a, an ever-changing and very dynamic future? And I think right. so to bring to bear all those different options and benefits from hybrid, multi-cloud, on-premise, everything. That just seems like what companies have to do these days. Right, right, right. And if you think about it, and you know, one thing I want to mention, like, so why is this important to Nutanix and what are we doing about it? And this is exactly where we come in. You know, we are building the technology for the next generation of hybrid multi-cloud computing and architecture, which gives our customers the flexibility to choose the cloud of their choice, to, to move their application where they need to move, to keep it on-prem if they choose to, to take it to the cloud if they choose to, have the portable licenses to do that and have a common orchestration for management of all of that environment, right? And that's where, where Nutanix is very focused on. So we are integrating with you know, AWS, with Azure, with other cloud providers, with managed service cloud providers to deliver that functionality to our customers in a really simplified manner. And the simplicity is number one. And obviously, the, all of this focuses around customer experience. You know, ultimately, we want to make it really fast and seamless uh, for our customers to innovate. And they shouldn't have to worry about like, oh my God, should I be using this cloud today, that cloud tomorrow? Mm -hmm. They should be able to use all clouds as they need to for the right workload and the right application. And, and that's, again, just to kind of say, we are all about making that cloud complexity invisible. That's sort of our vision as a company going forward is, how can we help our customers make that cloud complexity invisible? Monica, that's such a great point because these days, right? It, and I mean, some of us are immersed in the cloud industry, but if you look at, I think it was late last week, right? Didn't Microsoft's market cap pass that of Apple? Microsoft became the most valuable company in the world because of the bullishness that people are feeling about its cloud business. Yeah. So on the one hand, cloud is this sort of, it's the, we call it the reimagination machine. It's, it, as you said, the faster speed to innovation to value and so forth. And at the same time, it's fine to be excited about that, but businesses say, great, that's all wonderful. Now hide it from me. I don't want to have to become, you know, uh, I, I'm a shoe company. I'm a fashion company. I don't want to be a cloud technology company. So, you know, that, that point you make about hiding the complexity yet giving the full benefit of it. That's just so important today. And I don't think that's, being done very well by, you know, so many technology vendors. So I'm glad to hear that that's something Nutanix finds is very important. Absolutely. And, you know, I think you mentioned this a bit earlier about, you know, having that flexible IT operating model, right? Again, we want to give our customers that flexibility. They want it, not that we want to give it. The customers are demanding flexibility without compromising the speed of innovation, right? And also keeping an eye on the cost. Like you don't want to have a huge, you know, uh, cost uh, sunk uh, to be using a certain type of technology. So some of the things I want to highlight, for example, during the pandemic, like this came again front and center, where organizations all of a sudden had to pivot to remote work overnight. Mm -hmm. And I've talked to many, many CIOs, you know, all the way from smaller size to large uh, uh, environments. I recently talked to a CIO who runs a pretty large healthcare system and she's the chief digital officer as well. She told me they had to pivot 
thousands of employees to remote work in within seven days. I mean, they got seven days to like, you know, work through it. Imagine that. Now, if you have a flexible operating model, then you could potentially, of course, use on-premises environment that you already have and burst capacity to cloud. I mean, finally, the notion of bursting to cloud, actually, we have a use case for the pandemic, right? Yes. I mean, that's when many organizations did who had the flexibility of the architecture so they could have a common orchestration on both. So we saw that in spades. We are seeing that when it comes to, you know, data-driven personalization as well. Is many organizations are now data resides everywhere. You know, there's no one place that you put data. Data and apps are everywhere. There's third-party data, there's first-party data, there's on-premises data, it's somewhere in the cloud data, you know, it's some other place data. So how do you manage that? It is going to stay in many places, right? Uh, we can't bring it all into one jail and say every single piece of my data has to be in this one location. It's just never going to happen. So that's what I, we mean by flexible IT operating model is being able to accommodate yeah. where your data lives and where your apps lives, but at the same time, having the same self-service model, the speed, the agility, the security, the performance that you need for your applications and the access, of course, by the different stakeholders. And Monica, as you pointed out, you don't, uh, Nutanix is not trying to offer this as like, it's a final destination. You get here and you're done, but rather it, this is an ongoing evolution in some ways. Yeah, in fact, uh, Bob, and you probably can, can recall this because you've been in the industry for so long. I mean, the way I like to describe this is if you think of the evolution of cloud, I think the first big wave came with SaaS applications, right? Very one-to-one, -one, highly connected, and you know, think about Salesforce, like that model, yeah. you know? It was a complete SaaS model, self-service, and you know you work with the vendor. Then came the notion of infrastructure as a service, and you know especially like as an example, AWS came up with it. Swipe your card or do a free trial of a virtual machine. Do whatever you want with it. It's all yours. You know, it doesn't matter. Then came the notion of microservices, and we started thinking about platform as a service. Like how can developers get all the other services, not just a virtual machine, but everything else surrounding it, to build applications and run them. And then you can think of you know the evolution of that. Then came the notion of hybrid cloud. Wait a second, we don't need to connect on-prem to public cloud. We can't have two silos going because organizations have spent like trillions of dollars in creating these data center assets. But now if you think of the next evolution, so you know, we came through AWS, Azure, Google, Oracle, like everybody's you know, in that journey. Ultimately, I believe where we are at is this notion of distributed cloud or hybrid multi-cloud where it's not just one-to-one -one mapping anymore, it's one-to-many. And that's when Nutanix comes in, in that evolution of cloud computing is we are here to help our customers orchestrate all these multiple clouds and get benefit out of them. So Monica, that, that sounds like a great roadmap for, you know, just about every company in any industry today. Can you offer a couple examples of customers that are taking Nutanix up on this offering and how are the, those customers better off from that? Yeah, I have a couple examples. I mean, uh, I'm sure you've heard of BAE Systems. It's you know one of the most popular like defense contractors out there. They use hybrid multi-cloud IT operating model to help customers run applications at the edge. And those environments combined with the, the agile and DevOps technologies and methodologies have created for them kind of a near you know, universal uh, expectation of speedy development cycles and perpetual system updates. Because again, when we're innovating, it's constant development, constant, you know, so DevOps is, is kind of in full swing here. So by using this hybrid, you know, multi-cloud IT operating model with Nutanix, they've been able to build that very agile development cycles and, and the speed that the organization needs 
And the benefit for them really includes, you know, better management of costs, improved security, increased agility, along with the speed of like, for example, the development environment. So that's one. The second customer, which is very different, I'd say is Penn National Insurance. So it's North America based uh, mutual insurance company with operations in, in multiple states. And they were looking to leverage public cloud for disaster recovery for their virtual desktop infrastructure. So again, you know, they have a, a, quite a few virtual desktop users on, uh, on premises, but they wanted to create a DR environment in the public cloud. And one of the big requirements was low impact on their small IT team on that lift. They wanted it to be pretty seamless and simple. So they selected uh, Nutanix to help do that. And they've built a whole DR solution with Nutanix where they can move uh, their Citrix media environment literally under an hour uh, if they have to uh, onto AWS if in case of any disaster. And now not only that, they've, they're also using our you know, database management capabilities and multiple other tools, cloud cost governance capabilities as well, for example. So those are two, I mean, I can give you a lot more. Yeah, you know, these are public references. Obviously we have more than 20,000 customers, uh, Bob, and each and every one of them is thinking about how to leverage and how to effectively use and marry public cloud and the on-premises investments they've made. So they don't have to throw everything away today. And all of them are building a strategy of what application will completely move to a public cloud at some point, what they will completely throw away and start from scratch in a public cloud maybe, what stays in on-prem and what gets refactored, what gets rewritten. So, you know, those, those are conversations we are having with a lot of our customers today. Well, Monica, what you just said uh, made me think about that idea, right? You know, it seems like uh, there was this incredible and unstoppable move into the cloud, but then you hear about some companies doing almost like that uh, repatriation, right? Are they moving some things back on-premise? So, this can't be one of those sort of all or nothing, right? It's a one-way street. Once you go this way, you can't come back. So again, that flexibility you've described seems so important. Yeah, and again, repatriation maybe has been caused to be a bad term. We are not saying, oh, everything that goes to public cloud, people will say, oh my God, I made a mistake. Of course not. I mean, look at how successful public cloud is, right? I mean, let's just, you know, we are not saying things that are not credible here. Absolutely, public cloud you know, is here to stay in a big way and we all have to make sure it's part of our strategy and it is. But the fact is that you know, some customers maybe decided in a hasty manner to move things because it was all or nothing. Like initially when things come out, we have an all or nothing mentality. You know, it happened with open source, for example. You know, I, when I was at Oracle for a long time, I did, was an evangelist for Oracle and open source and we saw that overzealousness and then realism set in. And now look at how successful open source is in the commercial space, right? Yeah. It was not that all open source good and all closed source bad. It was more about how do you commercialize open source as well? And yeah. I think the same realism is setting with cloud computing in my opinion, where it's not that public cloud good and on-prem bad. That's not the dialogue. The dialogue is what's the best way to adopt the cloud computing model. It's an operating model, not the location. And we are benefiting from the public cloud operating model that first came out in the hyperscale environment on premises as well now. Yeah. And so, yeah, some people did move things and they decided, oh, wow, it's too expensive. And they could be doing a lot of that at maybe you know, a fraction of the cost. And maybe there was more governance requirements, more security that it needs to be on-prem. But in general, we are seeing now customers becoming more thoughtful about looking at application by application to see which application belongs where. That's where the dialogue has moved to now. 
And Monica, I, I think that's such an important point, especially if you go back to a minute or two ago when you're talking about the flexible IT operating model, right? What is ideal at a certain point in time here in November 2021, it could be very different in March of next year or July of next year, right? So that that complete flexibility that you've described seems to be so uh, important in this uh, new proposition that Nutanix is offering. Absolutely, 100% agree on that. It's all about customer centricity for us, where the customer wants to go. That's where we are there to help them, yeah. Yeah, and so Monica, this, uh, I think you've, you've made a very convincing case for hybrid multi-cloud. So clearly, you know, in this fast, paced, highly competitive uh, enterprise technology business, there's going to be other companies that say, hey, let's try this hybrid multi-cloud strategy. What does Nutanix have that's going to give it an advantage over, you know, other companies in this field? Well, I think, first of all, um, technology is a means to an end always, right? So we can all talk about one-upping each other's technology every six months or a year and say, I have a better feature, you have a better feature. I think it's more about the architecture for us. We've built, our Nutanix Cloud Platform is built for that kind of um, portability across environments to begin with. It's been all about choice for us, supporting multiple hardware servers, multiple hypervisors, multiple clouds, all with portable license. So the customer only has to buy one license, for example, and they can use it anywhere. So for me, for me it's that. And second big thing is about customer centricity. I mean, yeah, you know, again, uh, I'm going to sound very pompous here, but we have over 90 plus NPS scores seven years in a row. That is huge. That is one of the reasons attracted me to join Nutanix three years ago, honestly. When I saw that, I said, are you kidding me? Yeah. And now I'm living it. I'm living how we really care about the customer. It's not just about selling to them. It's support. It's how our salespeople also even interact with customers. Every employee cares about it. So I think it's those two things are really important that are going to differentiate us. But I think thirdly, it's about a vision when most importantly, which is to make cloud complexity invisible. We've made a very public statement about that. Our CEO has, and we've made a statement saying our platform is going to be working across multiple cloud providers, providing the same seamless, you know, moving of applications and data. Um, but I think there's more to it than that. It's our focus also, our focus on what problems are we trying to solve? And if you think about it from COVID, the problem of you know, hybrid workforce is real. It's not something that just happened during COVID and now everybody's gonna come back to work, no. So our customers are looking for the right technology to support the remote workforce solutions, right? So that's one area we are very focused on and that's where our hybrid multi-cloud solution is very important. We have many customers who are seeing very, very quick paybacks in terms of ROI by using our solution and deployment of you know, hundreds and thousands of desktops in very short amount of time. We saw that during COVID, so we're gonna do more of that. The second thing is the economic advantage that we offer in our solution as well. And again, let's, we can't discount that. I mean, people don't have endless, you know, pots of gold sitting in places. And especially if you talk to IT leaders, the one big thing on their mind is how can I do more, but with less money, right? And so with our solutions, they're designed to be very efficient, um, and, and low cost, you know, in terms of overall administration costs, overall uptime, you know, making sure the systems stay up without, you know, downtime applying the patches and all that. So there's a lot built into a platform to help reduce the cost of operations, the cost of deployment and overall cost of running these workloads across cloud. And then the third thing is focusing on this whole field of data, right? And again, 
you know, I was at, been in this field for 26 years, actually, before I joined Nutanix, I lived and breathed data. Uh, it's still, it's still a challenge for organizations to actually gain meaningful insights and then mine them for business decisions in real time or as much real time as possible. And again, Nutanix, our architecture is so great for data-centric applications and databases uh, because of the way, you know, the way we work. So again, without going into too many technical details here, we believe that the use cases that our platform is relevant for remote work, data-driven business, you know, focus on ROI, focus on migrating workloads to cloud makes us a really great uh, solution for our customers who are looking to build a hybrid multi-cloud uh, solution. Uh, Monica, I can't think of any companies that are not interested in those those four attributes. So yeah. that that's a big addressable market. Um, also, Monica, I just want to say what you mentioned a minute ago about seven straight years with an NPS score of ninety or higher. Uh, I don't think that's being pompous at all. That's something that that should be told. <laughs> There's probably a lot of businesses looking for a tech vendor with numbers like that. Agreed, hundred percent. And we work hard. We never take it for granted. It's hard work by all of our employees. And, and we are very grateful to our employees to help us achieve that for sure. Uh, sorry. <coughs> we'll edit that out for sure. So Monica, this has been a wonderful conversation. Let me offer you the last word. What else do you want uh, to be sure to tell people about what Nutanix is doing? Yeah, Bob, as I said earlier, I truly believe that technology is a means to an end. And the end here is making human lives better. It's really connecting with the people uh, that we do business with. So for Nutanix, uh, people are the most important, uh, I shouldn't say things, people are the most important ones that we focus on. Yeah. Our customers, our employees, our partners. And together, we are really excited to be building this, this new era of cloud computing, which we call hybrid multi-cloud and see where that goes and how we can help our customers really get benefit from cloud computing, both on-premises and of course, in the public cloud. Well, Monica Kumar uh, from Nutanix, thank you so much for taking the time here to share the story about what you're doing with hybrid multi-cloud. It's been great. And uh, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Bob, so much for having me. I'm delighted. All right. And thanks to all of you for being with us here at Cloud Wars Live and getting to understand a little bit more about what Nutanix is doing. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next time.